0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. Please subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we did take off to Super Bowl week here in L.A. And we've got a lot of interesting interviews and perspectives. We catch up with Jason Kelsey right here, his decision about coming back or retiring. And his brother Travis has some really good insights on that. What is his decision? What's weighing on his mind? And Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner. We talked with him about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry and what he does to Eagles fans when they give them the business. Enjoy the conversation. Jason, uh, how much of an honor is it to come out here and you're a nominee for the yeah. Walter Payton Man of the Year Award? A very special distinction.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tremendous honor, obviously, uh, just with the guys that are here today and all the unbelievable work they've done in their communities, uh, with their teams, uh, with the fans. Um, but then even just being the Philadelphia Eagles nominee with uh, you know, the guys on our team and how much, uh, you know, there's so many guys that have um, done absolutely outstanding work as well and to be nominated, uh, you know, with everything they've done. You know, I mean, Rodney uh, and Erica McCloud, I believe, just won the uh, NFLPA Allen Page Community Award. So, you know, um, I feel really honored to represent the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, especially with uh, how much our team has done and, uh, you know, the great group of guys we have.
0: i saw you were out in kansas city with your brother travis yeah and you had the chiefs gear on i believe uh you and the mccourty twins have the most super bowls out of any brothers over the last five six years there we go That's not a bad step how special is it how you support each other he was there for your wins as well super bowl and
1: everything he was yeah no i mean you know we've been before the nfl we played on each other's teams all growing up we played uh in college together so you know we are very close-knit family very small family Uh, so whenever we get a chance, we try and make it to each other's games. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate to play in a couple Super Bowls as well. And, uh, I like being on the field rather than watching, but I like watching my brother when he's out there too. Did Nick Sirianni really send you that case of beer? Well, you know, I I think there might be something in the works. I haven't, I've been, uh, back and forth. I haven't been home that much, but when I get back there, we'll see. All right. Everybody wants to know, are you going to come back for another year? Is there a certain way you're leaning right now? Um, you know, everybody wants to know, including me, you know, I think uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I just think it comes down to, you know, I, I definitely want to play. Um, it just comes down to whether I think I can dedicate myself to doing it the right way and, uh, the way it needs to be done. And, um, if I can do that, I'll play. And if I can't, then that'll be it. But I'm going to step away for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, really trying to evaluate and, uh, you know, I don't just get away from the emotion of everything and just see if I can do that again. I'm going to try to run some stunts on you here. All right. uh, is your body feeling good? My uh, body does feel pretty good, actually. It, it uh, You know, everything is ache, a little bit more aches and pains, but all in all, not too bad. Yeah. So how about physically, mentally coming off of this past season compared to the last couple years? Good spot? Yeah, I would say great spot. I mean, we finished the season off really well outside of the playoff game. Um, and, uh, You know, right after the playoff game, if I'm being really honest, you know, I thought, you know, is that really going to be my last game? And do I really want that to be my last game? Uh, But that's what I mean by stepping away from the emotion, because the reality is, unless you win the Super Bowl, you don't end on a happy note. So, um, you know, we'll see. I don't know. uh, I don't know where I'm at, to be honest with you. One, I'm all over the place in my head, but I do. uh, I do love playing. I love my teammates. I love the city. Uh, So it's. If I'm going to stop doing that, it better be worth it. And I remember some of the guys said you love
0: the locker room. Yeah, yeah.
1: Being around the guys. Absolutely. I mean, everybody does. That's why we do this. You know, I mean, you talk to all the former players, the number one thing they all say they miss is is the locker room, is the cafeteria, is talking to the guys. And, um, you know, it was really nice this year without as many COVID protocols and to be back and talking to guys and getting that back a little bit. Um so that was a lot more fun doing that this year. So. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. How did he progress this year, and can he be the guy? I mean, Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's showing that he can be the guy. I mean, you know, we were a very, very good team, and um, a large part of that is what Jalen could do with his legs uh, and his arm. Uh, he's a very dynamic player. He's got a, a great head on his shoulders both uh, mentally and, um, uh, you know, um, Attitude wise, I mean, he just he brings a lot to the table from a leadership standpoint and from a a personality standpoint. Um, So, you know, I I certainly had a lot of fun playing with him this past year. Um, I thought it was awesome the way he the way the coaches, the way the whole team evolved throughout the year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, continues to evolve next year.
0: One final question for you, because I know the sun is just beating down on you. Yeah. Ben Simmons traded. Yeah, I saw that.
1: James Harden coming to the Sixers, and, and you... Yeah, my, look- my beard is going to take a second step, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm happy for to welcome James to Philadelphia. Um, you know, I wish Ben nothing but the best. I really, you know, that soundbite from earlier in the year, you know, I don't have a problem with Ben. I just was making a statement about the Philadelphia market and what it takes to really win the fans over. But, you know, Ben's a hell of a player, and if he can you know fix certain parts of his game he's he's one of the best in the NBA so i ruined nothing nothing but the best for him but i'm also excited to see what james and uh what the team can do here down the stretch championship contender now i i mean they better be yes. yeah we
0: we saw you guys out in Kansas City he came to your game you came to his wins and super bowl run how special is the relationship but also how competitive is it in a way?
3: Oh, without a doubt. We're both trying to get that, that next Super Bowl to kind of have bragging rights at the dinner table from here on out, man. Uh, it's got to be competitive. That's where that's why we're here in this position. I, I know he said it, and I'm a firm believer that uh, we wouldn't be here without each other, man. The competitive nature growing up has uh, definitely helped us uh, propel into the NFL. But I think that um, without a doubt, the, the next one is going to be the, the big one.
0: So your mom... Is a real MVP? She's Kinda a superstar like
3: right now, man. Doing the
0: Deion Sanders two in one day, huh?
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. One, one All Star game and one playoff game, I think it was, or one, uh, one playoff game and one NFL game, from what I, from what I remember. But I think uh, my mom is just, she's the best. She's the absolute best, and I'm glad that the world got to see how much uh, she cares about her boys and how much she cares about family. Each year
0: for the last couple of years, Jason has been thinking, should I retire? Should I come back? What's your gut telling you about this year?
3: My guts telling me that he loves this game, but he's got two baby girls at, at home that he loves a whole lot more. And uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'll let him uh, deal that. I won't throw any headliners out there. I think that uh, I think he's got a lot of football left, and uh, it's going to be a tough decision for him.
0: Is it more physical? or Is it more mental? You think?
3: I think it's physical. I think mentally he's he's in a great place. Um, I don't think it's it's wear and tear in terms of his. Uh, his mental i think it's mostly just you know he's getting a little bit older he's 34 now i believe so he's just you know he's getting up there in his body knowing it's 17 game seasons uh, i don't know if he if he's ready for the long haul
0: did you get a sense after the super bowl speech at the parade in philly uh, all the things about just how much the city of philadelphia loves him and how much he really kind of embodies the city
3: oh yeah without a doubt and i knew he was uh, i knew he was philly through and through after about the third or fourth year um, he's obviously married a, a beautiful Philly girl in Kylie and uh, and has a Philly family, man. So I, I think what he is to that city and uh, what that city is to him, uh, it, it, it's a perfect match, man. Because he embodies everything that that city is about. When
0: you saw him get that first Super Bowl, what were your feelings? I mean, I'm sure you're also
3: feeling... It was surreal, man. Yeah. It was surreal. I did, To see everything that he's been through in his life... Uh, especially in the football world, uh, coming out of high school, not getting a scholarship, to earning a scholarship, playing a position he never saw himself playing, um, to then getting drafted in the late rounds, to earn a starting spot his first year. It's been a lot of ups and downs. It's been a lot of pure perseverance through adversity. And uh, to see him reach the mountaintop as a captain, as the, as the, as the main dude for his team, the main leader, um, it's still special to me to be able to witness that. man.
0: We've seen him party at the super bowl parade we've seen him party as the kids uh slow that down a little bit now
3: uh a little bit yeah i think i can finally out drink him <laughs> i think i got him in that in that department now he had me for quite a while there It was a good run
0: hey uh by the way before i let you go the tight ends in philly have always said zach Ertz said i want to be in that group with travis and gronk and then now dallas goddard what do you think of the shift in tight ends with zach moving on in dallas goddard now
3: I mean, I know that Zach gave that city everything he had, man, and I was uh, I was just as happy for him when they won the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, obviously excited about where he's going, but if you want to talk about Dallas, I'm excited for him to get an opportunity as well. You know, I think they're both great tight ends. Dallas is in a prime position to be, you know, one of the top-tier guys, if that he's not already, you know. Because of the talent that he has, um, I just you know I'm excited to see where they go from here, man. Because uh, the the ceiling is you know it it, it it's up there, man. It's well, up there.
0: You're setting the standard. Uh, one final question, just for Philly: Is there any story about Jason that you want to tell us or could tell us that would define him as a person, or something funny from childhood, anything along those man, lines?
3: Man, uh, I remember uh, I remember playing hockey when we were growing up. I played for about eight years. My brother played through college or played through high school, and he. Uh, we were in middle school and he took a blade to the inside of his leg during a game and he was gushing blood. Uh, he went to the locker room and just threw duct tape on it and ran right back out there. You know, and that, I think that if that doesn't show everybody who Jason Kelsey, he he didn't want the guys around him to think that he wasn't doing everything he can to find a way to win. And uh, and and on top of that, just to be out there with the guys fighting. And uh I think he's shown that his entire career, that he's that staple that uh, you can always rely on. It's
0: amazing. This past season, we saw him at, at the uh, MetLife Stadium. He was taken out of the game. We saw him I was roaming, at that game. roaming around on the sideline. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't going to be
3: stopped. No, I knew he was coming back. Yeah. I, I saw it in his eye. There's no way he's coming back out on the field if he's not going in the game. So once I saw him come out of the, the tunnel like Superman to save the day, man, it was uh, it was curtains.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, this is a great City of brotherly love, and you know also a great rivalry. Uh, one other Super Bowl to come from there one we of you go. guys,
3: hopefully. There we go. Appreciate you guys. Thank
0: you. So we're from Philadelphia. There hasn't been a repeat winner in the NFC East in 15 years. What it is? What is it about this division?
4: Well, first of all, uh, you're talking to the biggest supporter of our division that's on earth, and uh, uh, I think it enjoys the statue of all the tradition. And I think it enjoys the statue of uh, in uh, Philadelphia's case, New York's case, really Washington's case, uh, the, the climate, the elements, more importantly, the fans, the fans of Philadelphia, the fans of the Dallas Cowboys, the fans of the Washington Redskins. You put all of that together, I happen to know it's the most sought after television viewing by the networks there is anywhere. Yeah. And so, to me, it's a privilege to be a part of the East. Do you know in Philly, sometimes, sometimes Eagles fans
0: enjoy an Eagles win as much as when the Cowboys lose? You have built up the brand.
4: You know about the rivalry from the Philly perspective. Well, I've, uh, I'm going to say this. I know the frauds that the Philadelphia fan are. Behind that, there's some hellacious people, and they're good people. And I know it, and they know I know it. And so we have a good time. And uh, I think probably the thing that uh, I get the most kick out of is when one of the fans are really giving it to me. It's wonderful to be able to go. (laughs) So we have a good time when we go to (laughs) some
0: What do you think about the future in the division with Dak and Jalen Hurts and the style of quarterback? Well,
4: I'm uh, particularly impressed with how well Jalen Hurts has come into the NFL and uh, uh you know dak was the fourth round pick so it shows that these guys can be later round picks and be uh real chain movers or winners whatever you want to call it and they are uh, he succeeded though uh certainly his draft status and uh he's an overachiever for his draft status but not overachiever as a prospect you look him up his background with his family and coaching his background, where he played, uh, all of his, uh, all of it adds up, and pretty soon you come up with a little miss on draft day.
0: Is there a pretty competitive spirit between you and Jeff Laurie, fellow owners in the division?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff's a good boy, but just a boy. And uh, other than that, we do pretty good together (laughs) with it. No, I think the world of uh, Jeff, I admire the job he's done. It's a proud to be uh, uh, associated uh, in the same league he is. Uh, Norm Brayman, I cried when Norm left. He meant that much to me, and he had uh, uh, such love for the Eagles. And so uh, that uh, franchise, from the time I've even been able to spell NFL, has been in outstanding hands between Brayman and Lurie. Have you guys ever beaten out the Eagles for a player or a coach or vice versa? I've gotten out-traded a few times. Uh, I've gotten out-traded by the Eagles for a few times. This and past year? You'd, you'd think you'd learn, but I'm a sucker every time. They'll pick up the phone, and here I go again. Devontae Smith? Yeah, exactly. And uh, what a player, exciting yeah. player. Uh, but uh, we're we're just going to have to live with Micah Parsons, I guess. It's a pretty good thing to live with. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, I do. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
0: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
1: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: All right. We are now joined by, and I can finally say this, Hall of Famer Dick Vermeil. How does that
2: sound? Almost unbelievable. It really is. It's just way beyond my expectation. It really is. And it's just to share this experience tonight with the other Hall of Famers and stand next to those guys. It, it's an unbelievable feeling.
0: Who did you think of first when
2: you got the call to the hall, as they say? Well, it was Kurt Warner that came to my home and told me two weeks ago at 8 o'clock in the morning with a whole crew of 12 people. I didn't know they were coming. I'm in my work clothes, and and, and Carol uh, knew about it, and they showed up. And my first word was, oh, my God. Here, There they are on my porch walking to the woods with cameras and all that kind of stuff. I said, oh, and then hugged in. I uh, hug. Hurt and uh, was emotional. It really was, and my first thought really, I think, was uh, it's humbling, you know, and how uh, deeply in debt it makes you feel. But you know, those players standing next to me on that podium tonight—they're there because of their physical attributes, their mental ability, their emotional stability, their work ethic. I'm there because of all these people that worked with me. I never played the game. All the coaches, you know, and Philadelphia. Gosh, Marion Campbell. Fred Bruni, you know, geez, gosh, uh, just one, Ken Hyman, these kind of guys, Wilbert Montgomery as a player, Ron Jaworski, all these Sizemores, Keith Crefley's, uh LeMasters, all these kind of guys. Uh, I'm a product of them. And same thing when I come to the Rams. I'm a product of those guys in my coaching staff, Mike Martz and Al Saunders, Jim Hannafin, my God. Uh, go to Kansas City with Carl Peterson, and you get there, I'm with Mike Solari, then Al Saunders again, and all these wonderful people. Uh, Carl Hairston came with me. I, John Bunning, of course, played for me and coached for me. I'm a product of what they have to give to the leader. And uh, uh, I feel uh, very, very fortunate to have had the opportunity to be surrounded by him.
0: You know, everybody talks these days about emotional intelligence. Jeff Lurie used that word when they fired Chip Kelly and hired Doug Peterson. You always had an emotional intelligence. Where do you think that came from, trying to have that connection on a personal level with your players?
2: Well, you know something? I never thought about it. It just sort of came natural to me. It's what I am. And I gradually learned you don't have to be embarrassed to be authentic. Be yourself. If you're emotional, be emotional. And I, it used to bother me. I'd feel embarrassed sometimes. And Carol, whatever, once in a while, I'll say, down dick, don't get emotional. But, you know, I just communication with players are, you know, I've always had the ability to really get close to the kids I really admire and respect and in some categories you love them like kids you know to me NFL players are kids I still call them I was hunting with Lemaster and Keith Craftery last week okay they're, they're to me they're still kids yeah. and uh, uh, I, I think sometimes we get so sophisticated with the modern world that we forget it's all right to be yourself you're a young
0: guy coming to Philly california guy really yeah but you became what i consider a philadelphian the way you are your passion
2: your work ethic uh do you consider yourself oh, a yeah. philadelphian oh i do yeah i can identify i can identify first they they treat me better than i probably deserve you know and uh They forget the games you lose when i see how they evaluate the players and the coaches today i say oh my god i'm glad i'm not coaching today talk radio oh yeah imagine (laughs) i'm there two years and win nine games in two years i had been gone by now and look at the coaches got fired one year this year they they don't allow the coaches to build the team you know and it's tough but uh you know i identify with philadelphia they identify with me and i i feel very very fortunate uh, that i have that kind of relationship from the eagles right on down through the community Uh, I've probably been treated better than I deserve. I was interviewing
0: Kurt Warner a month ago and he was anticipating you getting in. And he said when they came uh, with the Rams back, you know, in the late nineties, they saw your billboard up in Philly
2: and they're like, wow, look at this. Yeah. And your your billboards are still up 40 some years later. Well, Blue Cross, Independence Blue Cross has been very nice to me. The leadership is outstanding. And I've been a spokesperson for them for, since 1983. Okay, that's a long time. And uh, they're a great organization, and I, I'm proud to be a, a one of their employees, so to speak. How much did you learn in
0: Philadelphia? As you said, the nine wins over two seasons, starting out, building that team up, but also you could feel Philly, they wanted a winner eventually. How much did you learn in that coaching experience?
2: Well, I corrected my mistakes. I seek more help. I brought in uh, people to help me where I thought I needed more help because I'm running out of time, like bring Sid Goeman in 79 to help coach all the offensive coaches not just the players the coaches coaches all make us all better and these kind of things and uh, and i gradually grew you know and i uh, i improved my own scheme i was running my own offense and i got a little bit away from beat the hell out of you running the ball play defense and special teams and, and and took advantage more of jaworski's pass. harold carmichael you know his career 17 yards per pass completion you know i mean great player take advantage of those guys and and i look back today i feel stupid Why didn't I start improving all that stuff sooner?
0: You know, I remember reading you and correct me if I'm wrong. I remember you learned your work ethic from your dad working in the garage, I believe. What kind of proudness or if that's even a word, how proud do you think he is that his son is a hall of famer?
2: Well, he's tough. Okay, he was tough and uh, nothing was quite good enough. And I, I, you know, uh, that's why I'm sort of shocked that I'm here now. But he was a great man. And I watched him get up every morning, sometimes seven days a week, walk 25 yards behind the house and go to work. I mean, go to work and get up in the middle of the night with his tow car and go pull in a wreck off the road or a car that broke down. And then I graduated, the day I left grammar school, I went to work full-time in that garage when I wasn't in some sport or in school. And I learned what hard work really was. And I gained great admiration and respect for the true hardworking person in our society. And I think sometimes we... Uh, don't appreciate them enough. We're finding out right now how much we need them. Yeah. You know, not everyone has to be a doctor and a lawyer and an Indian chief. You know, you've, you go to work every day and I, I learned that work ethic. To me, in coaching, uh, it was never, it would never work. I was coaching a game. Yeah. You know, I, I knew what hard work was. I saw it in my dad's hands and every day, you know. And uh, so I, I think I did definitely learn from that and I learned integrity from him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up I had a car at 14 years old, you know, and I could do anything I want. The only rule I had ever had from my dad and my mother was just make sure you remember you're a Vermeer. And I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. That's great. And uh, I know you won a Super Bowl in St. Louis,
0: Mm -hmm. but was it almost as special in Philly to beat the Cowboys
2: with that group in Philly? No question. What my guys in Philadelphia did in five years is very, very tough to do. You know, it takes the same thing to get to a Super Bowl and lose as it does to get there and win. It took us more work with fewer resources to get to that Super Bowl in Philly than we had St. Louis. St. Louis, I had first, second, third round draft choices every year. I had free agency. Had all these things. In Philadelphia, we didn't have a first, second, third in my first year or second year. Didn't have a first, second, and third year. So those guys learned to work, too. I feel sorry that maybe some of them are paying the price for it today and how they walk yeah. and the different bumps and bruises that they don't get over at their age at 68, 70 years old. And I have such love and respect for those guys that they made me look a lot smarter I really am.
0: Well, you're looking great. And, yeah, you feel good. and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Do you know who your presenter is going to be at the Hall of Fame?
2: Yes. Yeah, Carl Peterson. Oh. Yeah, he was with me at UCLA. I brought him with me to Philadelphia. Uh, did, uh, he went from an administrative assistant tight end coach to director of personnel and assistant general manager with Jimmy Murray, with God bless Jimmy Murray. And uh, uh, I then I left coaching. I went into, uh, went to it and he'd hired, he'd offered me the job, at Kansas City. I went back into coaching. I left after winning the Super Bowl and he talked me into coming back. And like I say, if it wasn't for Carl Peterson, I wouldn't need a financial advisor because <laughs> all of a sudden, I got paid like almost to what the p- coaches get paid today yeah. and that's So I, I, I made some money and uh, I appreciate that and respect it. And he's such a loyal guy and a, and a brilliant, you know, he was president and general manager of the Chiefs for what, 21 yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. Great man. Well, we
0: congratulate you in Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphians are proud that you continue to make your home there in the Philly area. And that's amazing that Kurt Warner and a group of 12 guys came at 8 o'clock in the
2: morning there to, to give you the call. They're going to show a version or a portion of the interview on NFL Network Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We All look right. forward to it. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thank you so much, Dick Vermeule. Congratulations right. to you. Thank you, Philadelphia. You got
4: Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my, I'm so